This is Conversations on Discipleship with Father Adam Streitenberger from St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and Diocese of Columbus Media. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today is Kara Day. Um, Kara, um, as we um, kind of continue... Um, you know, so in, you went to OSU, mm-hmm. um, and you were involved in SPO and household and everything like that. Yeah. First of all, um, and you know, there's a lot of SPO alums, mm-hmm. you know, in in um, the the diocese. Um, how did you, you know, so like you're, you're living in household mm-hmm. um, at, in college, yep. and then college is over with. Mm-hmm. And how, how do you kind of keep that... Um, genuine community um, outside of once you graduated? Yeah, I think I was really blessed. Um, A few friends and I essentially formed like a young adult women's house. Um, So I live with three other girls and we do a lot of similar things to um, SPO household. All of the girls that I live with um, lived in SPO household um, at one time. And, you know, we make it a priority to have meals together, to pray Liturgy of the Hours and do praise and worship together, um, committing to making our house a place for hosting, for welcoming people in, um, being generous with everything God has given us. And so I have been super blessed to see the transition from, you know, kind of college household to now, you know, not under the realm of SPO, but young adult household that's very much modeled after what we've learned um, in household in it, the consistency in it has blessed my life a lot. You know, I've been in the midst of a huge, you know, life transition and whatnot, graduating from college, starting a full-time job, all of this. Um, but having that consistency where I have a house that eats meals together, prays together, I, you know, we engage in worship together is huge for me. Um, so I think that is a big thing. My living situation is very intentional. Um, and then I'm just, I'm blessed God's given me a lot of community, whether it's through um, Damascus or my core team at St. Brendan's or Cornerstone, um, different communities around Columbus of people who um, are living all in for the Lord. So. Are you in Cornerstone? I or? Am. Oh, okay, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, the um, now I wanted to talk. So you're a nurse. I am. So yes. what? What? Um, how did the Lord kind of bring you to that yeah. um, avocation? Yeah, I. Um, Started, you know, going through nursing school and God was affirming it little by little along the way. You know what? I, I kind of, I think towards the end of my time of high school is when I was like, oh, I think I'm going to be a nurse because I was always pretty drawn to the medical field and things like that. I always said, you know, I want to help people. That's a pretty common thing, mm-hmm. um, desire to have, which is a good desire. And um, the more that I went through college, by the by my senior year of college, I was actually pretty convinced I was not going to work as a nurse. <laughs> I had pretty much been like, I'm going to be in full-time ministry. And I um, was even considering, you know, not taking my NCLEX, my big exam, to become a registered nurse and everything. And then as I was discerning things post-college, you know, options that God had for me, it just became clear my heart for the... Um, girls that I've been walking with at St. Brendan's was actually the biggest driving factor in my discernment where, you know, I was thinking of doing some other full-time ministry things, but most of those would involve me kind of taking a step back um, from my role at St. Brendan's, how it is. And I just knew that, you know, God placed the conviction on my heart that 
I wanted to be so present and available to these girls. I'm especially close to a lot of girls who are seniors in high school right now. So I just was like, okay, I'm going to be super present and available to them this year. I want to walk with them closer than I've been able to, even in my time of college when I was balancing high school ministry and college ministry. Um, and one day God, you know, revealed to me in prayer that, you know, well, you know, working as a nurse in Columbus, you could be present and available to them. And that kind of took me for a surprise because at that point I had completely written off nursing as an option. Um, so when God brought that back up, it just started to become more clear. And I had to die to myself, die to pride a lot of like, okay, I'm not going to work in full-time ministry. I'm going to work in, you know, a somewhat normal secular job. Um, but that that is not time that's wasted, that I can still live my life generously and fully for the Lord um, amidst being a nurse and getting to devote so much time to ministry as well. And you, I mean, you're not working at a Catholic hospital or a Catholic Mm -hmm. clinic, so you're Mm -hmm. in a a kind of a very secular environment right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the clinic I do work at is a Christian. Is it? Oh, okay, okay. So that... Actually, it has been a huge blessing um, yeah. in disguise. I didn't know that I would love it as much as I do, um, getting to um, talk with people and talk with girls and women about mm-hmm. their lives, their situations. I get to pray with them, process with them, um, talk about Jesus with them. So that is a huge, huge gift. So it's been fun to see God, um, you know, surprise me in the fact that he asked me to be a nurse, so I was obedient to it, but then he has just blessed it a lot and given me a job where I can talk about Jesus with people still. So... Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. The um, and I mean, as as you kind of are discerning a, a, a vocation, or I mean, sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord yeah. hasn't hasn't revealed it yet. <laughs> uh, not quite. I mean, definitely, I'm open to whatever God yeah. would call me to. Um, I think there are things that you know I feel consolation and prayer of God leading me. Um, in a certain direction, but I'm very open to, yeah, definitely not locked into anything by any means. So <laughs> as we, as we kind of wrap up um, our conversation, I wanted to kind of, um, because it's always, I, I think, um, and you know, maybe it's just my obsession, but that's all right. <laughs> I think that um, one of the, the, the most crucial things about discipleship is prayer. Mm-hmm. And it's also, it's the most difficult thing um, to really pick up the habit, yeah. you know, um, and and it, it's a great struggle. So I don't know, maybe, you know, as we kind of wrap up, you could mm-hmm. share with us sort of how you stick close to the Lord in prayer. Mm-hmm. I think, oh gosh, my prayer life has just gotten developed over the years to be so rich where, you know, I actually don't need to rely on big retreats or things like that, although those are amazing. It's been so cool to see that God encounters me profoundly every day just in my prayer. I think for me in those early years when I was with Young Life and everything, I fell in love with Jesus in the scripture. So that is the most solid kind of like backfall to me all the time in my prayer life is that I know that I will consistently encounter um, Jesus through through Lexio Divina, through reading the scripture in a way that he'll speak to me um, through that. So I know scripture... Um, God has just like broken that open in my life a lot. Uh, Other things, you know, I've really, my time with Damascus and SPO is where I formed 
a more attuned sense of hearing God's voice, being able to actually just have a conversation with the Lord, um, how you and me are having right mm-hmm. now and things like that. Um, that blesses my life a lot, I think. And the, the biggest thing, too, is that the environments and the people that God has surrounded me with, in the best way, you know, keep me super accountable to praying every day. You know, even just this morning, I I woke up um, to my alarm and came out on the couch, and within five minutes, all of the girls in my house were all sitting on the couch praying and having our cups of coffee and everything like that. Um, and so it's just when you are living in intentional living situations, it makes it so much easier when you're seeing people praying to wake up in the morning and pray. Um, so I've been really blessed to have that kind of accountability in my life. Um, but yeah, prayer is important <laughs> and intercession is important. I think nothing gets done if we're not asking asking God first. So in your with in your household now, mm-hmm. do you guys have prayer together or sort of common prayer? Yeah, we do um, schedule in times where we get up and pray, liturgy of the hours, morning prayer together, and with a time of worship after mm-hmm. um, once or twice a week um, we shoot for. But we also, um, you know, we're all committed to our own personal prayer lives. And so that is huge when, you know, we're all sitting on the couch together. And it's not like a, a committed time or anything, but I know that it's easy to to wake up and go sit on the couch when I know that Maggie's going to sit down next to me and bring me a cup of coffee yeah. and things like that. So, um, yeah. That And that I think that sort of accountability in community is mm-hmm. so key. I mean, again, you know, we talk about prayer being um, necessary for discipleship, but community is as well. And, yeah. you know, um, we might live in community, and mm-hmm. certainly like in the case of a married couple, right. you know, there is that community of accountability, you know, of mm-hmm. husband and wife. Yeah. Um, and in different seasons in our life, yeah, um, I I do think you know like as as a priest as a diocesan priest, um, community is is necessary, yeah. and we don't find it so often because mm-hmm. priests so often live alone, right? Um, but I do I do think it would be better for the diocesan priesthood if there was more communal living. Yeah, I think that'd know. be such. Obviously, I'm not a priest. That's never going to be a thing <laughs> that I am. But I feel like that would be so awesome to have for priests living together, living communally, like in for accountability, mm-hmm. for for fun, for brotherhood, all of yeah. that. Like it, I think it would probably bless people's lives a lot more than they might even know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, Kara, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. This has been a great joy, um, and you are a great joy. Um, <laughs> keep <you. laughs> keep radiating the love of the Lord, you know, especially to those young women you're working with. Mm-hmm. And um, you've been listening to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today has been Kara Day. Uh, she um, volunteers at St. Brendan's in the Youth Ministry Program and is a nurse. Um, mm-hmm. So, so again, so grateful to have her. Until next time, peace and all good. A Diocese of Columbus production in partnership with St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Hey parents, you don't need the latest gizmo slang or clothes to be a perfect parent. Because kids in foster care don't need perfection, they need you. For more information on how you can adopt, go to AdoptUsKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Adopt Us Kids and the Ad Council. Did you know that St. Gabriel Catholic Radio has a free app that you can listen to wherever you are? Simply go to your app store and type in St. Gabriel Radio and then download the free St. Gabriel app. You'll be able to listen live to the St. Gabriel feed or listen to the hundreds of archives. So don't delay. Download the St. Gabriel smartphone app today.